0: It's just after eight o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Go! Fortex Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle, and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit psbrlaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place preventative diagnostic center book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind visit pdcenterlv.com rob ritchie farmer's insurance 702-335-5744 702-335-5744 so get ready because SportsX x radio with ken thompson starts
1: now now All right, KT on a Friday football fiasco, live PSBR Los Studios here in Las Vegas. And uh, just uh, listen to those weather warnings, my man. I'm telling you, just take care of business. Make sure you don't try to go through any of those little streams there, flash flooding. If you've been around the desert for as long as KT has, I mean, it's been between Palm Springs, Las Vegas, Laughlin and Phoenix, about 30 years in the desert. So you learn those flash floods. They come up. Now, after it stops raining, everything dries up rather quickly. But at that time, you can have this monsoon-type weather that we're going to experience here in Las Vegas and throughout Southern California, also into Phoenix. And so it will be, uh, it'll be tough as far as uh, getting around. So be careful. Use public transportation if you've got to get around. Uh, no drinking and driving. You know that's, you know, number one. But really, try and stay inside unless you have to get to work. And then be careful. Don't try and risk anything because it is going to be nasty over the next 48 hours, uh, maybe into Monday as well. So we'll keep an eye on it. Chuck Hayes is going to join me in just a little bit. Of course, part of the Harvey Hyde Show, which is on KXNT, 8.40 a.m. That will be tomorrow at 6 o'clock. So Chuck will join me. He will be at that Raiders and Rams game, weather permitting, tomorrow at SoFi. Also going to talk to Arthur DeCesors from Westgate Superbook. We'll get Arthur at about 8.38 Take that to the top of the hour. And then hour number two, my good pal, Megalox, Chris Warinski. We're going to talk a lot of college football in hour number two. Real quick to the Rich Badgen, Finley, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. Gets you caught up on what's going on. couple games in the NFL, two preseason games. Giants jumped all over Carolina early. 21-19 is how it finishes. So Carolina actually covers that game. They were plus three. Total 38 game gets up and over that total. Hits 40. Atlanta with a late field goal, waning seconds. For the second time in two nights, we have a tie game in the preseason last night Philly and Cleveland tied at 18 tonight the Bengals and Falcons tie at 13 but if you had Cincy plus the five and a half that's good to go total 38 and a half game stays well under hits 26 Major League Baseball Washington closes strong beats Philadelphia 8-7 flies over the total Atlanta behind Strider no problem shuts out the Giants 4-0 Cobb no run support there from the G-Men Mets close out St. Louis on the road Lucchese a nice effort 7-0 the Metropolitan's Take Care of Business game still stays under that total of nine by a run. Right now, it is bottom six at Petco. No score. Fought in Lugo in a good one with Arizona and San Diego. Keep an eye on that game. 7-1 to one, Miami all over Tony Gonsolin and the Dodgers. And that game total eight and a half right now against 7-1. to one, That is the top of the fourth at Dodgers Stadium with Miami taking care of business big time. American League two games going. Tampa in Anaheim taking on the Angels. That game 5-5 five, five, top six. And Baltimore 8-2. to two. We could have some magic music before we get out of here tonight. They lead at Oakland out of his top five. Kyle Gibson in control. Perez lasted only one inning for the A's. Got knocked out of the box. And the Orioles have already put that game up and over that total of eight and a half finals earlier in the American League. Boston wins at Yankee Stadium. Yankees under 500 and sitting dead last in the American League East. Four to one, Cleveland gets past Detroit. That's the second of two. As Detroit won the first game, four to two behind school ball. And uh, let me see what else we've got. Uh, four to three Kansas City beat the Cubs in interleague action. Seattle has just shut out Houston. That is a final now. Miller over France. Nice effort there by the Mariners who are playing outstanding baseball. Milwaukee trying to hold on, leading Texas, nine to six, bottom of the ninth in Arlington. It was nine-four. It is nine-six right now, bottom nine. Cincinnati behind Brett Kennedy shuts out Toronto, one-nothing. Minnesota, five-one win at home against Pittsburgh, and Colorado, of course. Field just crushes the Southsiders from Chicago, beat up on the Pale Hose 14 to 1, the final there as the Rockies get the win. Winnipeg leads Calgary after three quarters. CFL, the only action in Calgary. It is Blue Bombers 16 to 12 right now, that total at 46. Winnipeg favored by five, lead it by four. And WNBA, five games, two are going right now. New York leading Phoenix on the road, 8.05 to go third quarter, 50-40. to 40. Minnesota, 46-41 leads at Seattle, 9.30 to go third quarter there. Other three games final, Washington wins at Indiana, 83-79. Dallas beats San, uh, Connecticut, 95-75 on the road. Nice effort by the Wings. And Atlanta, 78-67. They knock off Chicago at home. Good effort by the Dream. All right, that is it as far as... Uh, scoreboard, and we'll keep an eye on the games. Orioles at another run. It is now 9-2, to two, so Mark Oak feeling good about playing that magic music. But, of course, PSBR Law Studios is where SportsX Radio originates. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, Wednesday always over at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury. Brian Panish, the senior partner. Panish, Boyle, Ravaputi for a long time in Southern Cal in Santa Monica, over $4.5 in verdicts and settlements for their clients, the last five years, strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice is PSBR Law, 830-9353. You got that 702 down, jot it down in case you need personal injury in the future, 830 Without further ado, I welcome in my good buddy, part of the Harvey Hyde Show, and i tell you what, these guys are outstanding. They've been rolling on Kdon for a long time, but now on our sister station, KXNT, great signal here out of Las Vegas. And my good buddy, Chuck Hayes. Chuck Hayes will be at that Raiders-Rams game. Chuck, that's if you don't float away. Who knows with this weather? You never can tell. Southern Cal, uh, Vegas, you just never know when that weather's going to come upon you like it is. And right now, some remnants from that Hurricane Hillary. And if it's anything like Hillary Clinton, it's going to be a whale of a storm.
2: Well, Ken, good to be with you. I think we're we're going to be okay for Rams-Raiders. I'm a little bit concerned about the Chargers and the Saints, which is uh, 24 hours later at uh, 4 o'clock on Sunday. and That's when the real rain is supposed to roll. But uh, the Raiders are in town to meet uh, Sean McVay's Rams, and let me tell you, it was uh, not a pretty sight for the Rams' home game on uh, last Saturday when uh, uh, the L.A. Chargers just dominated them and rolled 34-17. And, uh, you know, Sean's gotten away with a veteran uh, club not having to play a lot of starters in preseason. He, uh, you know, just doesn't believe in it. Uh, his record, you know, as a head coach in preseason is like, I think he's had one one victory and, and six losses since 2021. 7-12 uh, and 12 overall, so that just tells you. And the one thing that's interesting with him is that he's getting a little annoyed uh, having to give the post-game presser about making excuses on why they lose, and it's, uh, I think, a carryover from last year when they really were, you know, a, a poor football team at the end of the year.
1: Chuck, as far as the uh, Raider fans, we know that is a hot ticket there. They know it's preseason, but they played in L.A. for years. And, you know, that game, Rams fans are just like, you know what, we'll just sell the tickets to the Raider fans. We'll get a pretty good penny for a preseason game. And it is pretty much all silver and black, is it not?
2: Well, again, you experienced it last week uh, in Vegas with the 49er fans coming. And I think it's the reversal of that in L.A. Um, We know how passionate the Raider fans are. And uh, the Ram fans, uh, again, I I think there's some that really like the the, – the energy that goes in and there's other people who go, No, I'll pass on that. But you know, again, from a standpoint of knowing when, you know, you're only gonna be able to see this year uh the Raiders come in and play the uh the Chargers on the home and home. Uh they're not on the REM schedule this year on at home. So this is the one shot other than the regular season matchup against the Chargers.
1: All right, so let me check in real quick as far as the Rams. What's your take on this team? I mean, as you look at it, Stafford is there. You have Stetson Bennett, the youngster out of Georgia that's trying to get a spot. Uh, You know, Cam Akers in the backfield, they're hoping for big things. We know Van Jefferson has a lot of potential. Cooper Cup, the best in the business. And he looks like he's on track to uh, be ready to roll week one. Talk to me about this team going forward. What do you expect? Is this a team that can get back in the playoff hunt? Or is it a team that's going to be searching for answers at the end of the season?
2: I think they're still searching. Uh, Matthew Stafford is coming off that neck injury from last year. Uh, we have not seen him take any live uh, shots. I'm sure they've been doing it during their reps and camp, but in game time experience, he was not dressed last week. So Brett Ripon got the start. He was ineffective, 3 of 6 for 11 yards, and really did not look that impressive. And they brought... Uh, Bennett in and uh you know he's a cocky kid, he's a believer and uh it was interesting. There was a matchup between uh the Chargers and the and the Rams quarterbacks. Both of them were uh in the uh college football championship at SoFi and uh I think Bennett liked that and uh kind of drew a little bit of uh energy from that. Now he got sacked at the end of the game and and really uh, got tossed around like a ragnall they do not have a lot of depth at quarterback. Uh if you were having to play Stetson Bennett, uh I don't think you'd win three games in the NFL this year. Uh with Matthew Stafford, they're projecting six. So who knows? And and their run game is always questionable. Uh, Ronnie Rivers um got a lot of reps, uh, six carries for thirty one yards, you know, five point two yards per carry. He's diminutive, uh he can hide a little bit, uh running behind those the big offensive line. But I don't think it's gonna be able to get it done during the during the year. They have to run the ball better to be able to set up uh that passing game uh with Cooper, with uh Van Jefferson and uh Tyler Higbee the tight end, Ben Skaronick coming off and uh they have a, a new receiver that uh came in from uh BYU, uh Puka Nakoa, and uh he showed some sparks so but when you're looking for a rookie wide receiver to kind of lift your uh lift your spirits i think you're you're looking in the wrong direction i'll tell
1: you what though i watched nakua play up there in provo that kid can flat out go get the ball there's no doubt he's He's got
2: potential yeah you know if he can learn from cooper cup and and be part of that uh and push it you know skoronic from notre dame is really a clone of of cooper cups and the question is um uh, can do they have someone they could take the top off if you will get really downfield uh Tutu Atwell supposed to be that guy. He did not play uh, in the uh, in the game against the Chargers. Uh, he's supposed to be the speed guy to be able to do that. That's what they brought Deshaun Jackson in, and then they let him go. Um, Robert Woods was a possession guy. They let him go. This is really a roster offensively in flux. Uh, defensively, I think they're solid, but they they lose some big names. Um, and again, how badly does Aaron Donald want to go? You know, with this group around him.
1: Let's jump over to the Chargers with uh, Austin Eckler, you know, shopping around early on, didn't find any takers really for the type of price he was looking for. None of the running backs really getting what they're looking for. The reason Josh Jacobs not signed as of yet. But when you grab a guy like Quentin Johnston out of TCU, you have Mike Williams, if he can stay healthy, Keenan Allen, those are always question marks with those two guys because we know those guys can flat out play and they're veterans and they can go up and get the ball. But you have Justin Herbert now under a new contract. What about the Chargers moving forward, offense the side of the ball first, Chuck? From
2: from what I saw, Easton Stick was outstanding, 14-21 for 109. He really ran the offense. And then when he uh, left after uh, throwing a touchdown, Max Duggan from TCU came in, and he could be the guy down the road uh, for uh, Justin Herbert as, as the backup. He looks like he has a lot of skills. Uh, Joshua Kelly out of uh, UC Davis and UCLA, 9 for 54 Isaiah Spiller, five for 27. And it's just a matter of consistency. Larry Roundtree uh, had five carries but only had nine yards. So you look at where they're at in regards to, again, keeping their veterans healthy. Keenan Allen, you know, he's just a great player when he plays. And uh, Herbert and him have a great connection. And Mike Williams has just had an injury bug all through his career. But when they're when they're around and they're and they're contributing, they're really spectacular. And you you put that with Eckler into his production, that's the thing. You see a lot of production. You you have to ask, um, Ken, how much did the Jaguar loss linger? You have to know it that when you lose like that, when you're expected to go to the next round, it has some repercussions. Now I mean, they went out got Kellen Moore. Kellen's got complete control. He's a guy that's down on the field right next to uh the head football coach and you see him running that offense. Is it going to be in uh Justin Herbert's ear a lot and they're gonna run it the way he wants to run it. And you know Kellen Moore got out of a toxic scenario in Dallas and is gonna be expected to uh to take uh, Joe Lombardi's uh uh level of production and, and take it to another level and by the way joe lombardi is in denver uh with sean pete the guy that gave him his break in new orleans
1: yeah no doubt but what a job by kellen moore in dallas despite the uh tough dealings with an owner that's always involved and gets his nose in things this defense for the chargers everybody healthy and that could be key i mean when you have veterans like samuel and you've got jc jackson now healthy you already have joey bosa That guy's healthy. Khalil Mack, the veteran. You bring over the Rams, Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, this defense could be solidified as far as not to stop everybody, but to slow them down. And when you have an offense like they have with Herbert at the helm, this team's looking like an 11-12 win team in my guesstimation. Where are you at least preseason prognostication as far as this this Chargers win total, Chuck?
2: They were were impressive, and they were confident. Let me give you two names to really take a look at. Both on special teams, Cameron Dicker. Uh, a guy that stabilized their their kicking game. He it went from fifty uh, solid place kicker and J.K. Scott the punter. You know he's a forty three, forty four and a half yard uh, type guy, and and that's solid. So that that's part of their defensive uh, maturity that this special teams can be counted on. And I think those are the things. Now the Rams are going in the other direction. Going back to them, they're going with two really unproven guys when you look at what they used to have with greg Zerline and johnny hecker uh the chargers have a better uh uh, kicking game in town than the rams do all
1: right so i'll let you out of here but tell everybody about you and coach harvey hyde and that usc report on our sister station kxnt tomorrow night at six o'clock
2: Yeah, exciting stuff. College football is a week away. San Jose State Spartans will be in Memorial Coliseum. We're on at 6 o'clock. We're uh, really broadening the horizons in regards to the college football coverage. And I just want to mention uh, that I am a brother of yours on the mighty 101.5 KDON FM, uh, doing uh, Las Vegas checkered flag report every Saturday night at 10 o'clock with my great friend David Gould powered by Football Promotions of Nevada, the Fastest Hour Radio. We're talking motorsports and F1, so if you fans have had enough football and you want to learn about F1 and what's going on in regards to what's coming to Vegas on Saturday night, November 18th, tune in every Saturday night at 10 o'clock.
1: Chuck, you going to be here for that?
2: Got to see how the schedule works out. It's a lot going on at that time of the month, but again, 10 o'clock Saturday night, uh, where would I not want to be but in Las Vegas.
1: There you go. And my good buddy, Jay Query, he actually works, uh, I think he works that third turn over there at uh, Indy 500 now and does a lot with the uh, F1 series and really enjoys it. So not something that I really got into. I remember Dad watching it, uh, the F1 as well as the NASCAR. And uh, I was just one of those guys with, uh, you know, like Richie Cunningham's brother on happy days, like Chuck bouncing the ball in the house. That was me. Wasn't the guy paying attention when Dad was asking for a 3 ace. Uh, you know ratchet I'm handing him the hammer you know I mean it's like wasn't good because I was trying to listen to the game and he left the door cracked and I'm listening to the game and just handing him whatever and uh, he's just he'd come out with like oil all over his face just like yeah you're not paying attention it's like well you're right dad I'm not so that means I'm grounded I'm going to sit on my bed for the rest of the afternoon as long as you leave that game up loud enough it'll be okay with me so anyway We're Chuck sure Hayes can. I'm telling you tonight and uh, always we'll, good.
2: Uh, give you an update
1: You got it, buddy. Thanks, my good pal Chuck Hayes. Tomorrow night, listen to the USC Report, Sister Station, KXNT, 840 a.m. With Coach Harvey Hyde. Take a break. Come back. Get you caught up on everything going on, and of course, uh keep you updated on the storm. Mark Oak, our producer. Don't forget the Mark Oak show. Hopefully, he won't float away by Sunday morning. That show is 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here, 101.5 FMK Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. AUDACY. You miss any part of the show? Use that Odyssey rewind feature. It is outstanding. It is ready to roll. You can search any of the shows right there, and go to that rewind feature, or you can follow at SportsX Radio at Ken Thompson 87, and I will have those shows pinned right there at those handles an hour after the broadcast. SportsX Radio, coming right back on a Friday football fiasco, coming back with Arthur Caesar in just a little bit. But uh, Mark and I will talk a little scores and uh, keep you updated on that Orioles game. They're blowing out Oakland last we saw. We're live from Vegas, coming right back at you. yeah it's raining again it's going to be raining all weekend here in the vegas valley kt live psbr lost studios producer mark Koch. and again be careful if you are out there driving and just know that it's probably going to get worse before it gets better over the weekend could have a ton of rainfall mark what's the last you're hearing as far as uh, the amount of rain that we're going to be getting this weekend
3: well it's <laughs> it's looking like we're going to basically have the remnants of a tropical storm coming in here ken and uh, it's going to be a lot uh They are calling for flash flooding pretty much all weekend long. The heavy stuff looks like it's going to be hitting on Sunday here, Southern California, that area. So just, I would just tell everybody to please be safe. If you don't have to go out, don't. I know a lot of you may have not experienced something like this before, and this is a historic storm, again. It's been like 80 or 90 years since anything like this has happened in this part of the country. Uh, But, yeah, they're they're calling for a lot of nasty rain especially Sunday Monday. And guess who's gonna be on the air Sunday morning at eight o'clock? <laughs>
1: well that's that's one thing, but you also, you know, you're one of those guys that uh has another stream of income with doing that Uber driving. I'm just wondering, are you even gonna be out this weekend?
3: Yep. I'm going for it. All right, Absolutely. be careful. Yeah, and like I said, if you if you don't have to drive anywhere, just you know, do yourself a favor, stay home and don't be stupid out there. It's bad enough it's Give everybody plenty of room when you're driving. Slow down about five to eight miles an hour. And if you see any water pulled up, don't try to drive through it. Basic fundamentals, guys. Just, and, you know, use your turn signals. I know people don't like to do that here, you know, but give everybody warning what you're going to be doing, you know, and don't go crazy. But, yeah, but yeah, I know, uh, for example, down in San Diego, it looks like they already moved the, um, uh, Diamondbacks Padres game was on Sunday to Saturday. They're going to be having a doubleheader, so they're already planning to you know not have to deal with anything on Sunday. And I would say that exhibition game that's uh, that the Chargers have, yeah, don't count on that on Sunday.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It Looks like Sunday will be the worst of it, no question about it. So uh, keep an eye on everything. And like Mark said, you know, if you don't have to drive, don't drive. And especially if you're from out of town, take advantage of Uber, Lyft, the taxis. I mean, these people know where they're going. They know the Vegas Valley inside out. So they know what roads to take, what roads not to take, and uh, can get around some traffic and also stay away from some hazardous conditions. And, uh, again, just be safe out there. SportsX Radio rolling at you. Arthur DeCesar from the Westgate Superbook will join us in about seven, eight minutes from now. So this will be a short segment here, 10 to 2 Miami up and over the Dodgers that game has already gone over the total that's only the top of the fifth in LA how about Arizona San Diego still 0-0 got that game on watch that's one of the games we have on that is 0-0 that is fought and Lugo excellent pitching matchup there and a nice plus price on the Diamondbacks but no score bottom seven from Petco Tampa Bay has now taken the lead in the top of the seventh in Anaheim against the Angels six to five the score there Oakland gets a couple back, but still in control. Baltimore top six, nine to four behind Kyle Gibson, who doesn't have his best stuff. And I think, Mark, sometimes when you're going against a team as hapless as the A's have been all season, you get a little complacent, especially when the offense spots you a nice little lead. Sometimes you don't have your best stuff. You know, I think psychologically, when you're going into a game, say, against Houston on the road, you're going to be much more focused, knowing that you can't give up, you know, but a few runs. Here, Gibson got a lot of run support early and uh, right now they probably go to the bullpen there, but 9-4 to four, Orioles in control and a chance to uh, pick up ground at least on Toronto, the third-place team. Tampa Bay, as I said, up 6-5, top 7, but the Orioles uh, trying to get back on the winning track.
3: Yeah, and Gibby's been getting roughed up a little bit. He's, he's struggled a hair, and with the Orioles uh, looking like they may be going to a six-man rotation, Kyle better pick it up because if you remember last year, can for the Phillies, they took him out of the rotation for the for the playoffs, so and the World Series. So I, he may be the odd man out in this rotation. The way things are going, I, if they get to the, you know, when they get, I'm going to say when they get to the playoffs, they're going. Uh, but yeah, this will be. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, if Gibson can stay in the rotation for the O's with all the young guys and you know Jack Flaherty. That'll be an interesting decision. And John Means is coming up too. This is. This is gonna be fun, Ken. I'll tell you if like I said, the GMing and managing, I said it all season long. If you wanna follow a team and you're into that kind of stuff, here's your team. Check it out.
1: Yeah, there you go. Meanwhile, Milwaukee held on for dear life. Texas Rangers got four in the bottom of the ninth, but the Brewers had just enough, won that game by a score of nine to eight. That game has gone final now. Oreos with a win would go to seventy five and forty seven. Remember their win total was at seventy nine beginning of the season. Absolutely phenomenal run. They have a three-game lead in the loss column over Tampa Bay, a two-game lead coming into tonight, and we'll keep an eye on it. Again, Tampa Bay up 6-5, going to the bottom of the seventh in Anaheim, and the Orioles up 9-4, top six at Oakland. Toronto, a tough one nothing loss, and uh, those are games that you just wonder what happened. They lost to Cincinnati one nothing. So Ricky Chino saying oh, a little Sportex Radio Karma, Good, good news there for the Reds as they get that W. Uh, Milwaukee, though with the wind, stays pace, and then the Chicago Cubs they get beat by Kansas City four to three, so uh, Cubbies drop a game there in the standings in the NL Central. Keeping an eye on everything rolling. Winnipeg up nineteen to eighteen now four ten four minutes and ten seconds to go in the fourth quarter at Calgary. They're a minus five the Blue Bombers, so Calgary covering right now. Total is forty six, and right now sitting at 37 the two games in the wnba new york cruising 75 54 9 to go in the fourth quarter that series with the aces and the liberty is tied at two they still have one more game in new york and that'll be 10 days from today that'll be on august the 28th that'll be that monday night when SportsX radio opens with the new time slot 6 to 8 p.m right here at psbr Law studios in las vegas so jot that down 6 to 8 p.m again odyssey rewind feature still in effect if you miss any part of the show, and of course the archives will be up a little bit earlier by nine o'clock Pacific time Monday through Friday. Minnesota leading Seattle, sixty-four fifty-two. The other game that is still rolling in the WNBA, and again those two finals from the NFL exhibition: Giants twenty-one nineteen. And you thought you probably had it there, but it's always the uh, you know third and four stringers sometimes that'll. Uh, get you back in the game. If you had Carolina plus the three, they close strong and only lose it by two and the game does go over that total of thirty eight, hits forty. Twenty 21-19. Giants win the game at home and then the Falcons a late field goal. They get the draw with the Bengals. So if you had money line you'll get your money back. But the Falcons were five and a half point favorites at home at total thirty eight and a half. That game stays well under the total. That I look at the Richard Badg Finley Toyota out of town scoreboard. Take a break. Come back with our good pal Arthur De Caesar. He's well rested Got a little R&R vacation, went back east. We'll talk to them about all the goings on. And we've got uh, some Women's World Cup coming up uh, in a couple hours from now. We'll have that third, fourth place game with Australia and Sweden. And then the championship between England and Spain coming up tomorrow at 3 a.m. That will be uh, Pacific time. It's 1 a.m. tonight, uh, really early Saturday morning. That will be your third, fourth place game. We'll talk about that as well as football, college football, all that good stuff, Major League Baseball. Arthur DeCesar, a big-time Yankees fan. You know he's going to give Mark Hoke a lot of credit as far as those Orioles because Arthur DeCesar, that's just the way he rolls. We'll talk to him when we come back. We're live from Vegas, 101.5 FMK, Dawn. We are streaming live worldwide on the Odyssey app. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson coming right back at you live from Vegas. Uh, Friday football fiasco. Mark Hoke staying with the theme there. Little Scorpions, one of my wife's favorites. As we are back, Nolan Scanuel, his first major league hit. Just saw that. They brought him up out of Florida Atlantic. It was their first round pick there for the Angels, and he just got a hit to the opposite field. He had walked once and was 0 for 2. And his family there in Anaheim, and he gets that first major league hit. That is always so cool to watch that as uh, the family. A lot of pressure off the uh, young man there as he gets it rolling. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Monday through Friday. Remember, shifting to 6 to 8 p.m. starting on Monday, August the 28th. And that means a little earlier time, perhaps with my good pal, yes, Mr. Arthur Art Dice 21 on Twitter. And he went back east for a while. A little R&R. Cornegade gives you some time off. But now, of course... You're going to pay in spades, pal. You're going to be there. There's going to be some 15-, 16-hour days when you're in risk management during football over there at the Westgate Superbook. Dice, man, that comes with the territory, pal.
4: KT, a lot of long days are coming, my friend, but it was nice to go back east and get a little time off, and I went to Yankee Stadium and was able to boo my Yankees, which I was happy about.
1: (laughs) I was just saying, when I last talked to you, the Bronx Bombers were only six-and-a-half games behind the Orioles. Now they are in danger of finishing under five hundred, couple games under five hundred. I mean, what the heck, man? That is real. You, we remember Herman throwing the perfect game, and you're thinking, all right, at least they're going to sneak in, maybe get a wild card. But lo and behold, my goodness, it's been a season to forget. If you're a Yankee fan,
4: God, they're they're as bad as it gets. They're just the worst they've been since my childhood. You know, late '80s, early '90s, Stump Merrill type deal. So. The Yankees are bad. They're not good. I'm happy they're not going to make the playoffs. But the only thing is, I don't think it changes anything. The Yankees are a business now. They're about making money. They're not about winning. So, you know, Cash will be back. Boone will be back. And they'll bring this terrible team back again next year and probably be in the same position again.
1: What about the Otani sweepstakes? Any chance they're involved there?
4: They should be. They're the Yankees, right? They're always involved. I mean, you and I both know if the big man was still alive, if George was alive, he would throw Otani a billion dollars and be done with it. But I don't know. The the Yankees just don't seem to operate that anymore. I think they'll be in it because they're the Yankees and they have the money, but I don't think they'll get them.
1: All right, so Baltimore going to be 75-47. and 47. What a story. I mean, this team got as high as 29 games over, but they'll be back to 28 games over, 500 uh, still a three-game lead in the loss column over Tampa. Tampa right now with a one-run lead, bottom seven against the Angels. Keeping an eye on the, on both those games. Your take on the Orioles and the Rays, and also the Jays who got shut out tonight, because it looks like those three teams have a good opportunity to all make the postseason. What are we looking at odds-wise as far as those three AL East teams?
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I still think Baltimore will hold off Tampa Bay here for the division. You know, they're going to have a four-game set in the middle of September in Baltimore, so that might be what decides it here. You know, the American League's open. I I think the American League's as open as, you know, anything because outside of Houston, who obviously made a big move, they are the favorites, but, you know, you look at Texas, they don't have really a track record. Baltimore doesn't really have a track record. The Rays have been good here the last couple of years, but – Baltimore the third choice in the AL. I like Baltimore a little bit more than Texas. That's just me. But I think Houston still should be the favorite to the American League, and we have them priced that way at plus 270.
1: All right, so let's keep an eye on that Seattle Mariners team because this team beat Houston tonight on the road 2 nothing. They've won four in a row, playing outstanding baseball. They're 12 games over 500, and if the season were to end today, they actually would be a half game ahead of Toronto for that final wild card. But they're focused in on the division. Texas has a five-game lead. They lost a tough 9-8 game at home tonight to Milwaukee. But This Mariners team is raring and ready to go. What's your take there? Who are the teams that you would pick right now? Do you have Toronto? Do you have Seattle? I know you have Houston. What about Texas? Will they be able to hold on in the West? We know Minnesota probably going to win an ugly Central Division, but that'll be the only postseason spot coming out of the Central, the top spot there. And right now the Twins, a five-game lead. What are you looking at with Toronto, Houston, and Seattle? Which two get in there? Or does Texas flounder? I mean, you got those four teams fighting basically. And then, you know, Tampa Bay, it's not a shoe in but they are 23 games over five hundred and a six-game lead on the Jays right now.
4: Yeah, you know, I think you have to look at Tampa. I mean, Tampa might just limp their way in, but I think Houston is in, no doubt about it. The, The Texas and Houston, who wins that division, very interesting. I actually think, and this is crazy because you've seen it now with these extra rounds, it's almost not bad if you don't win your division and don't have to sit out It hurt the Braves last year. They sat out. It might hurt the Braves again this year having to sit out. If Houston actually has to play and play wild card games, maybe they can just keep momentum going. Sometimes those division winners, they kind of get slighted a little bit. I think Seattle, who is that last team right now, I like them a little bit better than Toronto. I think they will sneak in. I think Toronto is probably going to be the odd man out in the American League.
1: All right, the Angels did get a run. They're after seven now, and that game is now all evened up at six apiece from Anaheim. Let's jump to the National League. Braves on cruise control, and the Dodgers playing outstanding baseball. Getting pummeled tonight, have won their last 11, but Miami putting it on them tonight, big time. Phillies get beat tonight. Washington beats them 8-7. Those are games you look back and you're like, how did we lose to that team? The Reds now have won a couple in a row, so they're only two behind Milwaukee, both games in the loss column. Cubbies with a loss tonight at home they are three games back who wins the NL Central in your guesstimation and what are we looking at wild card wise right now the Giants six games over 500 Phillies are 10 games over so two game lead on the Giants there as far as that first wild card spot and then it gets convoluted there with Miami four games over Arizona now two games over 500 if they've won three in a row what's your take as far as the National League it looks like a mess outside of Atlanta and the Dodgers.
4: It really does. Obviously, we're not worried about Atlanta and the Dodgers. We know they'll win their divisions running away. What a, I mean, what a second half by the Dodgers. I still think Milwaukee finds a way to win the Central. I just think their experience over Cincinnati, and I don't love the Milwaukee team, but I think they'll find a way. I think their pitching will find a way. And they also have all sorts of tiebreakers over the Reds because they beat the Reds like a drum this year. Phillies will get in because the Phillies did what they did last year. They made a move. As far as like, okay, now they're getting hot. Now they're playing well. First wild card right now. Somehow, I don't know how the Dodgers or the Giants keep winning. It's, it seems like it all comes from their manager. I don't think they're that talented, but they seem to win. Cincinnati's interesting. They're the last wild card right now. I don't think Miami will get there. I think Arizona, despite winning a couple of games here these last couple of nights, I don't know. They've really fallen off it's kind of a young team that hasn't figured it out. I think it's going to come between either the Reds, the Cubs, and if San Diego can somehow maybe sneak out a game tonight that's tied 0-0, they can maybe make a move. It's not like they're that far out. They're only five out of the long. They obviously have all the talent in the world, but I think the Reds will find a way, and I think it'd be fun if the Reds get in.
1: All right, Dice Man, let's talk a little Raiders football. Where are we as far as that win total? Last I had seen it was six and a half. I know they pummeled the Niners in the preseason game. They'll be playing the Rams tomorrow night. In L.A., not really much focus as far as winning those games, but trying to stay healthy and try and figure out who's going to be starting on your roster. Where are we as far as Raiders over-under win total for the season?
4: Yeah, KT's still looking at six and a half. If you're taking them to win seven or more, <clears throat> seven or more games, you get plus 110. If you're taking them to loot to win only six or less, minus 130. So the under is still a favorite, and obviously that has gone down The Raiders, even though they always get love in town as far as like liability for the Super Bowl and things like that, in the other markets, them as win total, make the playoffs, win the division, not a lot of love for the Raiders. So you've seen their numbers come down in those secondary markets.
1: And you have some really good things that you've put out now as well. Best record, worst record. I mean, a lot of really cool things. And then the last team to remain undefeated. I like that one as well. And right now the Chiefs are the favorites. Uh, we don't know if Joe Burrow will be back for week one, but he's letting people know that he thinks he will be. You had the Bengals, 49ers, and Bills all at 8 to 1. The Chiefs were 7 to 1, but the Eagles were actually the favorite at 6 to 1. I saw it to be the last remaining undefeated team. What's your take as far as that? I like that one. That's uh, something different.
4: Yeah, we have a couple of those, a couple of fun ones. You know, last team, last winless team, last undefeated team. Will a team go 17-0? and 0? Will a team go 16-0? and 0? So we tried to offer a lot of things, a lot of season-long play. You know, player props. We're going to be adding more things as we get closer to the season. As far as that last undefeated team goes, obviously kind of the top dogs are going to be there. The team in that top range that I would say – I don't like is Buffalo I would say Buffalo's out of there I could see the 49ers maybe being a little bit of a team who's a little bit more under the radar obviously their quarterback play is going to be important with Purdy but they have so much talent that 49er team and the NFC is the weaker of the conferences compared to the AFC
1: there you go and of course Raider fans saying that's right Buffalo they play the Raiders week one I know they're at home but Raiders are saying hey we're going to give Buffalo that first loss right there, week one. We'll see how that pans out. <laughs> I, I, not a lot of optimists there, not even those with uh, silver and black glasses. All right, college football, lots of stuff going on. You have the conference odds out, and some of those have moved. Ohio State, Michigan, both at 8-5 to five to get to the Big Ten championship game, but Penn State at 5-1. to one, My producer, Mark Hoke, likes, likes those Nittany Lions. What's your feeling there? And what about Wisconsin? They come out of the West, they have a great opportunity to get to that championship game at 8-1 to one with Luke Fickle in his first year. That could be a, a pretty good one. I think the sleeper right there is Illinois, because Bielema, to me, has good trench play on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And you know what? I think people just overlook in Illinois, 60-1. to one, I kind of like that as a dark horse. Where are you as far as Big Ten championship game? You can All you have to do is get to that game, right? Or is that to win the Big Ten championship game?
4: That's to win the Big Ten Championship. But you're right, you know, a team like Illinois, maybe if you're just looking for a value play at 61. I think the team that you hit on is that fourth choice in Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin at 8 to 1. Listen, we understand Ohio State and Michigan both sitting there at plus 160 are going to be really the heavy favorites to take home the Big Ten Championship. But if you ever get into a title game with odds like that at 8 to 1, or if you get your 61, you can always hedge back. You always have an opportunity to do that at some point in some form, whether the, you know, the big 10 championship game starts, you do an end game, whatever the case may be. So if you can get a longer type of odd in there, yeah, you could always hedge.
1: Who do you like Florida state or Clemson to win the ACC?
4: I'm a Clemson guy. I, and I think Florida state is going to be wonderful. I think it's good that they're back. I think the quarterback is going to be really good. And Travis, he's kind of a dark horse Heisman, not that he's like 50 to one. He's basically 10, 12, 14 to one depending where you look. But I think Clemson, not that they ever fell off. It's not like they won seven games. But I think Clemson is the team to beat in the ACC. And if you look at the odds, Clemson plus 125, Florida State plus 160, the teams that are the next closest are all at 12-1. to So that is really a two-team race.
1: I know a lot of, uh, question marks with a new coach with Barry Odom coming over to take over UNLV, but 20 to 1 to win the Mountain West. I mean, Boise's a favorite at 9 to 5, Fresno 4 to 1, Air Force 7 to 2, San Diego State 7 to 1, Wyoming, good solid defense, 12 to 1, a lot of question marks on the offensive side of the ball. San Jose State with Cordero, excellent quarterback, uh, 14 to 1, but I think UNLV with Brumfield, uh, and leading that offense, and I just think UNLV 20 to 1, there's a lot of value there.
4: Yeah. Once again, that's a value play. If you like UNLV and you take a shot with them, you know, half a unit, quarter of a unit play on a 20 to one, nothing wrong with that. I like Fresno as our third choice at plus 450, right behind Air Force, who's four to one. And like you said, Boise, who is the favorite at plus 180.
1: All right, I'm a big soccer fan. When it gets to this time of year, I don't, you know, anytime there's World Cup going on, I don't care if it's the ladies or the men. I mean, I, I really enjoy the guys, but I enjoy the ladies and I've watched some great games and I'm looking forward to England and Spain on Sunday. That'll be a 3 a.m. Sunday morning DVR that sucker, but you have the third place game coming up in just a little bit. That'll be Sweden and host uh, host nation Australia. What do you got on a line for that game? And what about the line with England and Spain? Last I saw, Spain was a minus 115, England a minus 105. And I think England's going to win that win that game on Sunday. Where are you as far as uh, these last two ladies' games?
4: Yeah, you know, if you look at the, the championship games, Spain and England, obviously we're going to have a lot of props that we're going to offer. We're going to have match props where you can do correct score, you can do you know, first-half totals, all that type of stuff. We might even offer a little in-game on that where we put up either a second half or something of that. But, yeah, pretty much Spain is going to be your favorite. They're going to be a slight favorite over England. And same thing with the Sweden third-place game, which is interesting. Third-place game, we won't offer as many things as we do for a title game. Obviously, we'll just have the regular three-way, you know, win-lose-draw and all that type of stuff. But we won't offer all the things that we offer for the final. Spain, though, is interesting. Spain is a little bit of a liability for us as far as the women's go. They were right behind the U.S. You know, obviously U.S. we would have lost, but Spain was the second team that we wanted to avoid for the Women's World Cup.
1: All right, I'm telling you, Millie Bright will get a goal for England. She'll get a header, and I'm telling you, they're going to take care of business. They've got a couple gals up front. That kid Hemp can flat-out play. And uh, I really enjoy watching this English team. But Spain is, is no slouch, and that's why they're the favorites in the final. At Art Dice 21, it's great to have the Dice Man back in town. Dice Man will do it again next week. We'll figure out your schedule. Sports X Radio, one hour in the books, one hour to go. Talk some college football with Megalox. Chris Warinski. right after these words. Keep it right here. You're listening to Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM, streaming live on that Odyssey app. Producer Mark Hoke takes us to break. We'll be right back, live from Vegas.
0: Day. for peace of mind visit pdcenter rob ritchie farmer's insurance 702-335-5744 702-335-5744 so get ready because sports x radio with ken thompson starts
1: now now All right, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Hour number two, Friday football fiasco. Be careful driving. It will be inclement weather throughout the weekend here in the Vegas Valley, Southern Cal, Arizona, just getting nailed right now with uh, Hurricane Hillary. And, uh, you know, just the remnants there just coming up. And we'll see how uh, everything pans out over the weekend. But like Mark Hoke said, my producer, be careful. If you don't have to go out, don't go out and rely on the public transportation. We've got some great transportation and uh just stay inside the casino and you know, remember pace yourself, you know, and that means, you know, if you're going to w- be wagering, sports wagering, playing blackjack, roulette, whatever you're doing, you know, rolling the craps, don't lose it all in 1 hour, you know? Pace yourself, enjoy yourself, take in all these different games, stay warm, stay dry, and uh, hopefully y'all can win some money and enjoy yourself, have a good time, but Remember, no drinking and driving, and be careful driving out there at all. Get with Chris Warinski, Megalox, in just a sec. Remember the Preventative Diagnostic Center under uh, Dr. John Pierce, a staple here in the Vegas Valley, and we're fortunate to have the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. This scanner is pretty phenomenal. Uh, They've got the software now to check for pericarditis, myocarditis, uh, detects blood clots. I mean, this is this is major. It, it'll show irregularities there. And if you're age-wise, you know, demographically between the ages of 40 and 72 years old, get down and take advantage of the Preventative Diagnostic Center. You can schedule a free educational consultation. You can call now, leave your number, and they'll get back to you. Let them know Ken Thompson Sports Radio sent you. You know the 702 area code for Vegas. Real easy number, 534 534 7900. The comfortable scan, it takes just a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board certified radiologist. Doesn't get much better than that because you're proactive. Uh, You want to make sure that you're going to be around for a while. So you can take advantage of the heart CT scan and calcium score. That is phenomenal. What a great deal it is. $600 value. $125, $125, your significant other, absolutely free. So the two of you get in there, total of $125 to get $1,200 worth of value. Find out how that heart is doing. While you're there, they'll let you know how you can get all your organs scanned. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. It's the Preventative Diagnostic Center, 534 dot pdcenterlv.com. You can go to the website, check out some things there, but leave your name and number. They'll get back to you and set up that free educational consultation And it is a beautiful facility, and they take care of you, and you feel really good. I mean, uh, 17 18% of the uh, scans come back with some type of irregularity, but you know what? Those are people that are finding out that there's something wrong in one of their organs, and they're able to do something about it, able to be proactive. You don't want to find out all of a sudden that you didn't do anything when you had cancer at stage 4, and next thing you know, you find out, and you're able to combat it instead of finding out later on that you had stage 4 cancer instead of, uh, I was going to say stage 2 instead of uh, stage 4, and you're able to be proactive. So take advantage of the preventive Diagnostics Center, 534-7900. Chris megalox man, I love this guy. He's been on the show for years and years. He hails north of the border, and, uh, you know, we're always in touch throughout the years. And, uh, you know, when it gets to this time of year, I kind of lean on people like Brad Powers and Megalox. And Chris, I know you're, you're there. You're somebody that puts so many hours into all this stuff, but you love it. You would do it for free, but you make good money at it. So you have your uh, own service and you've been doing that for a long time. Where are you now as far as all your college football preparation? Cause I know you were uh, zoning in on those win totals and everything and, and, uh, you know, really dotting the I's, crossing the T's. Where is Megalox at right now?
5: Hey Ken, uh, great to talk to you again. I can't believe it's, uh, we're getting ready for another season already. Um, yeah, I got through, uh, all 133 uh, season previews. It might be, it might be my favorite time of the year actually is in the off season when I get to research all the teams and do my write ups. I really enjoy that. But yeah, like you said, I'm digging through, uh, making my final preparations on the season win totals and some futures. And then, yeah, and then I'm going to start, uh, deep diving into the week zero and week one cards. So, Um, I'm, I'm just really pumped and it's going to be here before we know it.
1: I know my goodness, a week from Saturday, a week from tomorrow, we have some games already set up on that week zero. Uh, we actually have, uh, I want to say, what is it about six or seven games on that first Saturday. So that, I mean, now there's a bunch where you have FCS versus FBS. So, but you have, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games with, uh, D one teams, I believe. Hold on, let me see. No, I'm actually. uh, I I think it's seven. I'm sorry, sorry. I was looking at the wrong. Is it seven? Okay, because I was looking. I was actually counting from a from a different. uh, I was looking at games of the year there. Westgate Superbook, but yeah, it actually did work out because you've got one, two, three. Yep, worked out that there are seven, including my Trojans of USC at home. Uh, minus a bundle against San Jose State. And uh, I'm somebody that is disagreeing with Brad Powers on that one. And Brad says, look, I laid 27.5 with USC. It's up to 30.5 a, a lot of places. I just have a feeling Cordero's going to be able to stay inside that number. I just have a feeling SC, it, they'll go for it, but I don't think they're going to you know, throw too much into it. They've got a game the following week as well. And I know they just want to make sure everybody stays healthy and they're able to roll on through. So I expect Caleb Williams to be added there uh, perhaps by the third quarter. So we'll see how that game goes. And I know you're going to be getting into the week zero and week one games. There's a ton of them as far as week one, especially when we get to September 2nd. Pretty good September 1st card, a Friday card. And there's going to be a lot of Fridays that there's going to actually be a lot more college action than Thursday nights. So things are changing a little bit as far as college football that way.
5: Oh, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think um, I'm someone that just loves Maction. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Conference USA is going to have a month where they're playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays maybe. So that is just – that's crazy. I just I'm, – I'm loving that too. So I like the good the big conferences and I love the uh, little conferences. I just can't get enough. So it will be great.
1: All right. Now we said we're going to uh, start out and go into the SEC. And, you know, why not? Why not just get into the best conference in college football And take a look. And we'll start it in the Eastern Conference, the Eastern half there. And we know Georgia, the defending two-time champion, uh, how solid that squad is. But let's go alphabetically. Let's start with Billy Napier now in his second year there with Florida. Uh, Really had a banged-up squad last year. But they did get off to a good start and won that tight game with Utah 29-26. And, uh, you know, you, you actually thought that maybe the glass is half full here with the Florida Gators because we knew Coach Witt's team was going to be pretty good. But Florida found a way to win that game. And that may have been the best game Anthony Richardson played as a Florida Gator. Your take as far as this Gator team moving forward, uh, you know, Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin quarterback, transfers there. I saw I saw Jack Miller uh, get his feet wet over here in Vegas against Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl. And now Florida uh, had a skeleton uh, roster basically as far as playing in that game so uh tough to tell but montrell jr i mean Montel, uh, montrell johnson jr we know he's a good solid running back we saw him play for napier at louisa louisiana uh they go by louisiana but it's louisiana lafayette for most of us still ricky pierce all the transfer from asu is still on that receiving core what about this gators program what do you like about this florida team and where are you as far as them moving forward this year in the eastern half of the sec
5: yeah, well when when I did my when I did my first uh take at teams, uh in the like late spring kind of time frame, I was I was kind of and I saw the first team total started to come out a bit after that or around f- our sorry season win totals five and a half, and at first I thought that must have been a mistake and you know, it's the Gators, right? But when I started looking, I'm not really too thrilled with the roster, to be quite honest. I don't um Graham Mertz in the SEC that could be interesting to watch. I don't see they don't seem to have a lot of killers on defense either and They've given up, I think, 27 and 29 points per game the last couple of years. Um, the schedule is really nasty, obviously. I mean, Utah and Florida State, non-conference play, and plus, uh, you know, the uh, SEC East folks, they got to play, and they got to, you know. Uh, I, I, I I don't think I would play an under five and a half, but as far as from a season win total perspective, I think I'm, uh, I was originally going to go with the over. Now I think I'm just going to take a pass.
1: Yeah, when you look at Florida, I mean, you know, they're way down. They are 200 to 1 to win the SEC at That's the West Super Bowl. Would you have thought yeah. that
5: five years ago no. or three years ago? Never,
1: <laughs> never, never would have thought it. Uh, you know, uh, Napier, pretty good, solid coach, you know, in his own right there at Louisiana Lafayette. He's got some players. He did some decent recruiting, but, yeah, there's uh, there's still work to be done and taking advantage of the transfer portal. He's trying to do that with Graham Mertz, who really was a highly touted quarterback, in fact, the highest-rated quarterback that Wisconsin ever had, but he really didn't pan out to be the guy that we thought he might be. Let's jump over to Georgia. Hard to believe that Kirby Smart in his eighth year, how about 81-15 and 15 straight up, and he's really making you money. If you only bet Georgia football – In the eight years Kirby, or seven years that Kirby Smart's been coaching the dogs, he's 65 and 35. I mean, that's it, 65% right there. You're going to take it all day. And uh, this Georgia Bulldogs team, we know they're going to be right there knocking on the door. It looks like Carson Beck is ahead as far as winning that quarterback competition, as far as Brad Powers was concerned. And they've got Dominic Lovett transferring over from Missouri, really solid. Lad McConkey's coming back, so a decent receiving core. And we know the best tight end in college football on Brock Bowers. Kendall Milton, pretty good running back, and they've got some other young ones uh, coming up right now. And then the defense, they just keep on reloading. Uh, the Eagles just, the Philadelphia Eagles just keep taking their guys and they just keep on reloading. And uh, what about this Georgia Bulldog team? How good are they? And are they good enough, in your guesstimation, to not only be favored, but also favored as one of the teams to get back to that playoff?
5: Well, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say, but they look handsome. I mean, I, I have um, actually um, Michigan and Ohio State pretty highly rated as well, but Georgia's by far my number one power-rated team. And the most interesting exercise I've been doing, because I just think, I mean, Beck will probably be the, the starter. Um, you, you can't just easily replace a 4,000-year quarterback, and I think Bennett was underrated. But, I mean, the roster's loaded. So my the most fun I've been having is trying to figure out his 11.5 wins to go over <laughs> or under I always would take the under in that situation. I was just doing some math today. And I think based on my probabilities anyway, the fair line is around plus 125, which surprised me. I thought it would be higher. And I think you can still get like 110 out there, 115. So um, I think it's they're adequately priced. They're heads and shoulder, head and shoulders above everyone else in the uh, SEC East, obviously. So, I mean, I, I think you can pencil them in the playoffs. And it's hard to see that in, uh, in college football, but I think you can pencil those guys in.
1: There you go. And if Beck is the guy and doesn't make any mistakes, remember, there will be some hostile environments. And we know that Hugh Freeze will take over at Auburn. That'll be their first test as far as a road game in the SEC on September 30th. Uh, At Tennessee, really, is the one that people are looking at that they could potentially lose that game if, uh, you know, Milton is, is as good as, you know, he's supposed to be there. For Josh Heupel and that offense, so we'll wait and see. That'll be on November the eighteenth, and then they close with Georgia Tech. And I don't expect a lot from the Rambling Wreck. Uh, they got scared last year at Mizzou, but they get Mizzou at home. They of course play that Florida game on October twenty eighth in Jacksonville. Uh, the schedule, you know, not daunting. What do
5: you think about the Old Miss game? It's right yeah, for Tennessee, and I kind of I think. Well, I mean, they're explosive Old Miss, mm-hmm. obviously. So, what do you think about that one? I mean, as far as a potential loss.
1: Yeah, that, that, that would be in between the hedges. That would be the only one that I'd really look at where they'd be in danger of losing at home. I, I, I do like, uh, Spencer Rattler in South Carolina, but they're not going to have enough on September 16th to go into in between the hedges. I don't think Kentucky Stoops, very underrated. They go there October 7th, but you make a good point there. Lane Kiffin's got Jackson Dart, got Spencer Sanders there as well. So a couple good solid, uh, quarterbacks there. And, you know, we know, they can score points. That could be, uh, yeah, a test and you don't want to overlook. Ole Miss before you go to Knoxville that's for sure but something about Kirby Smart I think he's uh just one hell of a coach and I think he'll have the guys focused for all of their games let's jump over to Texas Mark Stoops in his 11th year 66 and 59 straight up and an underrated coach at that uh Ball State Eastern Kentucky and Akron before they go to Nashville to open the SEC season at Vanderbilt we talked about it they are at Georgia uh you know they get Bama at home in Lexington what about this Kentucky team? I mean, Stoops does a good job. He's able to uh, find good, solid players, and now taking advantage of the transfer portal, gets the youngster from NC State, Devin Leary, to transfer over to play QB.
5: Yeah, I'm going to have to stop looking at Kentucky because every time I look at them, I start to like them more and more. Um, I think I'm i actually pretty convinced, like on paper, I mean, I hate to say this because I was such a fan of Tennessee last year, but I really like this Kentucky team. I never would have thought, you know, you could just replace uh, Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez, but I think Devin Leary and Ray Davis might be just as good or better. So, and you know, they're going to be well coached on defense, uh, solid tackling. I, I don't. I, I'm 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 pretty high on Kentucky actually, and I think I think you could still get a the, the season win total of seven. Maybe they top out. Maybe eight or maximum nine would be their ceiling. But I think if you can get a, a season win total at seven, I can't imagine them going six and six. So, I'm pretty high on Kentucky actually. All right,
1: so we'll keep an eye on those Wildcats. Uh, Let's drop in with Missouri and Elijah Drinkwitz in his fourth year. Under five hundred, barely. They really gave Georgia the scare of their year last year, and they had an opportunity, and they have one of the better kickers in the conference and in the country, but uh, missed a big kick in that game. Brady Cook is back to lead that Missouri offense. Uh, They have Jake Garcia and Sam Horn as well, so a lot of depth there, a quarterback for Mizzou. Uh, Schrader, the running back, not bad. They have Jones, another guy that could do some damage. But they lost Lovett, the transfer who went to Georgia. What about Missouri and Drinkwitz? What about Mizzou?
5: I think there's. I, I think they're going to pull an upset this year. I mean, I still they're a six or seven win team to me. But I mean, yeah, they gave Georgia a scare last year, and I just think they're one of those teams that they're going to be efficient on offense. Um, maybe a bit weak at defensive end now, but they still play solid defense. Like you said, they got a great kicker. I, I don't, I don't love drink wits, but I mean, I think this team would be a, is, at the end of the year, I think they're going to be a, a positive ATS team. So I think if you bet them every week, you'd make a tiny, you'd make a tiny bit of money or a little bit of money. So I think they'll overachieve if anything can.
1: Yeah, one of the better tackles in the conference in Javon Foster as far as on the offensive side of the ball. But the defense, probably going to be even a little bit better for Mizzou. Uh, secondary could be good with Abrams Drain coming back. Good, solid cornerback. uh Jalen Carley's as well, a good, solid safety. So there's some players to like. And then Rakestraw also another good corner there. So the secondary, one of the best in the SEC. Tyron Hopper, also a real nice linebacker there for Mizzou so I'm thinking the defense will probably hold its own and uh, give the offense a chance to you know get some points on the board and again you've got teams that you know with the change of the clock not stopping after each first down uh, a team like Missouri may be able to take advantage of shortening some of the games against the big boys in the SEC to try and stay within shouting distance right
5: Yeah, absolutely. I love that point. That's uh, you beat me to it. That's exactly. I agree, 100%. It's teams like this, or like a maybe even like a Boston College. It's teams like that that I think might benefit from the uh, from the clock changes.
1: There you go. All right, he is Chris Megaloxzewski. He is going to stay with me. We'll come back. We'll finish out the east with South Carolina, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt, and then we'll get to probably the best half of any conference year in year out. That is the SEC West. It is loaded. It is going to be very interesting. Remember, you have three of the top 5 teams in that first poll in the top 5. We expect Georgia and Alabama to be there, but LSU is number 5 as well, and with Jaden Daniels putting on some muscle, the Bayou Bengals under Brian Kelly could be that surprise team that gets the SEC. They took out Bama last year and won the West. We'll talk about it all when we come back. SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK dawn We're streaming live on the Odyssey app. remember if you miss any part of the show, the Odyssey Rewind feature is set to go after the show is over. And you just go right there to the Odyssey app and search SportsX Radio and that rewind feature will be ready to roll or follow at SportsX Radio at Ken Thompson eighty seven and we'll have those archived pinned on those two Twitter handles, now going, of course, by X. They uh, stole that from X Radio, but a good move there. And uh, you know what? It is what it is. We are live from Vegas. Stay warm. Stay inside. Remember, it's going to be inclement weather all weekend-wise. And uh, get caught up on your college football. And go back and listen to some of the uh, good, solid shows. Brad Powers joined me last night, and Chris Warinski. Now you're starting to get a lot of good takes as far as college football. Andy Isco, another great mind. Mark Lawrence. Those two guys were at Steiners on Wednesdays. So uh, just a lot of great information and getting you ready for college football. It starts a week from tomorrow. We are live from Vegas. We'll be right back. <music>
4: I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. I'm laughing at
1: clouds. Ah, yeah, the immortal Gene Kelly as we come back here on a Friday football fiasco, singing in the rain. Mark Hoke, stand with the theme. Yes, it is raining, and uh, will be raining throughout the weekend all over the Southwest be careful out there. That's all we can tell you. Go back and listen to your archives of SportsX Radio, and don't forget the Mark Hoke Show Sunday mornings. The best in professional wrestling. You like professional wrestling? You will love the Mark Hoke Show, eight a.m. to ten a.m. Sunday morning. So I'm hoping uh, you don't have to take a boat to the studio there, Mister Hoke.
3: Yeah, me either. This is it's going to be an interesting morning Sunday, but we got a great show. Chris Van Vliet has probably got the top uh, wrestling pod, rated wrestling podcast in the world. Is going to be on. Of course, he's interviewed all sorts of wrestlers, celebrities, a four-time Emmy winner. And we welcome Chris back to the show on Sunday. So you want to hear a, not just great wrestling, but an inspirational dude. It's Chris Van Vliet. So check it out on Sunday. And we're also getting ready for Ew All-In, too. 80,000 people at Wembley Stadium. We'll be talking about that show with myself and the David Difference, 8 to 10 a.m. on Sunday morning here on KDON.
1: Great great stuff from my uh, good pal Mark Hoke, great producer, and of course, at Mark Hoke Show, H-O-K-E is how you spell Hoke, at Mark Hoke Show, follow him on Twitter as well. Chris Wierenski, my good pal from north of the border there in Canada, big-time college football guy, and he has already done his rating as far as all his 133 teams, at least gone through as far as looking at all the teams, and then with his power ratings he puts everything together and he'll be uh making those win total plays in week zero week one he's getting it all together and he joins us here on a friday football fiasco we get back to the SEC, the eastern half, and we go right to South Carolina. Shane Beamer now in his third year, 15-11 and straight up, and doing a pretty nice job there. And they closed the uh, season really nicely last year, uh, Chris, and I made some good money on them by beating Tennessee and beating Clemson. I had them on the money line in both those games. I'm a Spencer Rattler fan, so I know there's a a lot of naysayers, especially those that uh, hail from Norman, Oklahoma, but at the end of the day, I just like the way the kid plays, and if you give him some time, the kid can flat out throw that football. What about South Carolina? Carolina as we move forward this season I mean always tough to win at Williams Bryce Stadium there for opponents Uh, Antoine Wells excellent wide receiver again I like Rattler a lot I think they've got playmakers on both sides of the ball not the depth that you're going to get from most of the teams in the western half or even Georgia and uh, you know some of the top teams on the eastern half like Tennessee but what's your take on South Carolina because uh, Shane Beamer to me is a good solid coach
5: yeah, well, I, first of all, I remember you having those uh, <laughs> those winners last year. I don't think I had either, of and I was like, "Oh, Ken, I can't believe you." <laughs> uh, you you went out on a limb. I remember on the show both times and called the upsets. Um, I'm I, I'm really not a I, I'm sort of I'm sort of neutral on Rattler. I hear what you're saying, and he certainly he makes a lot of plays. And I know there's a lot of people that are, feel pretty passionate either way about him. I just don't see the, the, the talent on defense. They, they look like a, like a six or seven win team. Um, I, I don't really have much, uh, interesting to say other than, you know, they're going to be well coached. They're going to have, you know, solid special teams. Probably will pull an upset along the way, but I don't know. I just don't see, uh, you know, the depth at wide receiver and tight end, um, breaking in, uh, new running backs, um, uh, I, I don't I don't know. I, I just don't see it, Ken, as far as like maybe six or seven wins. I don't see any more than that. I think there's more risk to the downside um, than the upside.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Losing Lloyd to USC, the transfer, the running back, that hurt. They do have a heck of a punter in Kai Kroger. He can flip the field for the Gamecocks. He'll probably spend a lot of time on that field let's move on down as we keep things rolling and get to tennessee and josh heupel magical year last year but falling just short of having an opportunity to make it to the playoff but still a very exciting season and if you can beat alabama in a 52 49 game at home in knoxville that bodes well with the faithful talk to me a little bit about this tennessee team because we know hendon hooker is gone but joe milton the third he's got a lot of potential brew mccoy keaton squirrel white good solid receivers defense could be pretty good as well. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, talent on this Tennessee team on both sides of the ball, but probably more so on the offensive side of the ball if Joe Milton can answer the bell.
5: Yeah, I think, uh, well, they were must-watch TV last year. I had so much fun watching that team last year. I think I'm a little down on them this year. I'm not to say they're not going to be good, but I project them out at eight wins. Um, I mean, tennis. I mean, Alabama, Georgia. They have to play at Kentucky after playing Bama. You start. So I think from a season win total perspective, I definitely like the under. Uh, I, again, they lost their best pass rusher. I'm not thrilled with the defense. Ken, um, they're going to make. They're going to score points, and um, that's for sure. But and as far as Joe Milton, you can't replace Hooker. Uh, that's obvious, and he's not the same runner as Hooker was, so I I think I think eight wins is probably fair, and I think there's still nine and nine and a half out there in the season win total market, so I would take the under. Alright, so we'll finish it up with Vandy from the
1: East Clark Lee now in his third year, 7-17, seven and 17, but still a team that's been much more competitive under Lee's tutelage. We'll see what they do this year, and they've got a quarterback in A.J. Swan that's a lot of fun to watch. This kid has talent, Uh, he has scrambling ability and he at least gives you a guy on the field that uh, is going to give you a chance your take on Vandy moving forward this year uh, we will get to see them uh, well we got to see them last year with UNLV but they'll open with Hawaii and they have a game at Wake Forest in Winston-Salem that's not as difficult because of the transfer of the quarterback but they yeah they will be out here in Vegas on September the 16th to take on UNLV what's your take on Vandy?
5: Well, we got to the window last year on the season win total two and a half, and they got three three wins right away. And now it's at three and a half. And like you said, that Wake Forest game isn't as difficult as you would think. They could start four and zero. Oh. Hawaii, Alabama, A and M, Wake Forest, UNLV. Um, I don't. So I would definitely. I haven't played it yet, but I think I would definitely. I think that's a, one of the better plays for for an overplay. Um, I mean, the roster obviously isn't special, and it's the SEC. But uh, I like the way they play, and I like Swan at quarterback. So. Yeah, I
2: think that's my
1: take there. All right, so Alabama, as we get to the West with Nick Saban, we know this team is chomping at the bit to uh, get back at least to represent the West. Losing last year to LSU, that was a tough one, and uh, you know losing to Tennessee as well. So Bama under Nick Saban now he's in his seventeenth year, one ninety four and twenty seven straight up, not bad against the spread, one fifteen and eighty nine, three pushes there. They opened with Stockstill and Middle Tennessee State. Uh, then they'll get Texas, and that should be a heck of a game. If Ewers doesn't go down last year in Austin, they probably lose that game as well, and Bryce Young made one heck of a play to avoid a sack that kept them alive and gave them an opportunity to win that game. So I'm looking forward to that game on September 9th. In fact, Brad Powers and I were talking how many key games there are that second week of the season around college football non-conference action. What about Alabama? What's your take on Jalen uh Tyler Buckner, the transfer from Notre Dame? Those two battling it out as far as for quarterback. You know, the uh, the receiving core, not household names, but you get Burton transferring over from Georgia. They lost some transfers as well. Uh, a couple guys transferring to Texas. What about this Alabama team, and what do you see from a team under Nick Saban whose win total is ten and a half?
5: Yeah, I think this is I'm I'm going to take a shot with a couple of teams to beat them in the SEC West. I haven't quite decided how I'm going to spread out the uh, spread out the uh, capital um but I mean obviously they're, you know, they're they're very talented, but you have to be honest with yourself and say you look at their entire every single SEC game they play, they're not going to ha- they're going to have the disadvantage at quarterback. So they're not as far as what we know now, they are going to have the worst quarterback in all every SEC game they play unless I'm missing something. So Is the roster good enough overall to overcome that? I mean, you can go back to, you know, 10, 15 years ago in Alabama, blah, blah. They had no quarterback play and still won national titles. But I don't think they could do that this year, Ken. So I would take the under, actually.
1: There you go. I took it. Yeah, I already took the under as far as Alabama. I think they they have a good opportunity to win nine games. I got them slated for nine and three. And most people that I talk to... Yep, have him at ten and two. Arkansas, Sam Pittman, he's in his fourth year. Look, they're at Alabama on October the fourteenth, but he's got two dynamic players, and on the offensive side of the ball, when you have a combination of KJ Jefferson and then Raheem Rocket Sanders in the backfield, you got a couple pretty good. Uh, uh, guys there that are going to help your offense go but there are a lot of holes there on this Arkansas team and that's why their win total is down but I like Pittman as a coach he gets the most out of his players he's in his fourth year a couple games over 500 making you a hell of a lot of money if you're betting on him all the time 22 and 11 with one push against the spread in his three years your take on Arkansas who will open up with Western Carolina Kent State and BYU all at home so they have a chance to easily be three and oh before they go to the bayou and open up conference play at LSU.
5: Yeah, well, we'll eventually get to a couple of teams I really, <laughs> I really like. But uh, yeah, this is another team where I think um, at, that the, the market's currently seven or seven and a half wins. I would play under. Um, granted, I agree with you 100 percent on you know the early schedule, um, but overall the schedule is nasty. I mean, there's a streak of five or six games in there that's just flat out nasty. Still not sold on their wide receiver tight end group. They lost their top three tacklers. They gave up 30 points per game last year. I do like Sam Pittman, and I love Wu Pig, but I just don't think this team's better than an average SEC team this year. All right, then uh, we've got Auburn next alphabetically,
1: and Hugh Freeze back in the SEC. We know this guy can flat-out coach, and I think he'll bring Auburn back to respectability in a hurry. Will it be this year? I doubt it. They've got tough games, and they do close the the season with the Iron Bowl at home on November the 25th against Bama. By that time, we'll find out what this team's made of. Right now, uh, they had a quarterback battle going with Robbie Ashford, the transfer from Oregon, who's a guy that can run it pretty well. But Peyton Thorne can throw it a little bit better, and he ended up winning the quarterback battle. I still think you'll see Ashford in certain run situations there and uh, try and keep defenses honest. Auburn, a lot of work four freeze in that transfer portal what about Auburn going forward with Peyton Thorne as their quarterback to transfer from Michigan State
5: yeah well this is one of the teams I really like to uh, exceed expectations and it may not show up fully in the win column this year but I think as far as you know against the spread I think they're going to be a pretty a pretty good squad to to bet on and as far as the win total goes six and a half they're going to be 4-0 and in non-conference I would almost guarantee that so can they win three sec games i think so Hugh Freeze, i'm a big fan of his um, and i do like the fact that they announced peyton Thorne as a starter and you mix in ashford like you said um Freeze does great work with quarterbacks i don't think there's I, I, I don't think there's any reason why auburn can't have a, a better season than pretty much everyone's expecting
3: yeah I, I
1: agree with you i think this auburn team is is dangerous because there's a lot of unknowns and he really hit the transfer portal hard and projected, I think, about 13 starters could be coming from that transfer portal on both sides of the ball for Auburn. So we'll wait and see how Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers fare. Again, UMass at Cal, Samford from FCS, first three games. We'll get a good barometer on them when they go to College Station September the 23rd and take on Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M because that is a good, solid roster as well. Let's jump to LSU. Brian Kelly in his second year and got off to a rough start with that Lost the tight one on Labor Day against Florida State. Uh, that was that was tough, though. Get a rematch with Florida State, uh, the first game of the year, and that's going to be a lot of fun. That game's as even as you can find as far as uh, spread-wise and a lot of people think Florida State under Norvell going to win that game, but a lot of people like Brian Kelly to get a little revenge there and get things rolling. This LSU team's got playmakers. We knew Jaden Daniels had potential when we watched him play in Tempe. He did put on that muscle because we always wondered, gosh dang, if this guy gets blindsided, is he ever going to be able to play again because he's that thin? But they got one of the better receivers in the country, Malik Nabors. How about the transfer from Penn State, Noah Kane, and uh you have Josh Williams in the backfield as well and Diggs. I mean this is a good solid squad on both sides of the ball. Wingo, uh excellent nose tackle leading that defense and uh there's a lot to like about LSU there's no question.
5: Yeah, I have them as my top-rated power uh team in the SEC West. I have them as a point better than Alabama which doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really mean much, but I I I agree with everything you're saying. I just I wonder if Jaden Daniels can make it through a full season um, plus more, uh, just based on, you know, he've had, he got banged up last year. Nussmeyer's capable, but I think Jaden Daniels is obviously the straw that stirs the drink. So. I think it all depends on is the, can the defense be, you know, take that next step into being, you know, a top five, top 10 NCAA defense because they weren't last year. Um, so I'm hoping that that's the leap that they make. Um, I prefer to play them in the, in the futures market to get a bit more leverage. I think the season win total nine and a half. I'm not really interested, but, um, I think they're a spicy option. If you want some, uh, national title, uh, pro- props, uh, if you don't want to take Georgia or Alabama, then I think LSU is a wise choice.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. There's definitely a lot of people looking at the purple and gold to beat that team out of the West for the second consecutive year. And they've got that revenge game against Texas A&M, who took them out handily at College Station. That would be uh, the finale, I think, of their uh, regular season as uh, that game will be November the 25th. Let's jump over to Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, because you asked me what I thought about Kiffin's guys. I think Jackson Dart's going to win that quarterback battle. But you have Spencer Sanders, and you know that guy can flat out pick him up, put him down. You have Walker Howard as well. So real nice quarterback depth there for Kiffin to choose from. He's got playmakers, as he always does. We know Judkins is one heck of a runner. Uh, Bentley the fourth as well has a good track record. This team right now is, uh, like you said, a dark horse there in the West, but we know they're going to score points. They always do. And uh, Kiffin has that innovative offensive mind. Talk to me about Ole Miss. Any chance that they could win the West and shock everybody?
5: Oh, I really like this team. I mean, uh, I mean, the offense is going to be ridiculous. And I like um, getting a change at defensive coordinator, I think, is going to help. Plus, uh, Kiffin is the transfer portal, portal king. And it's not just on offense. they got a lot of uh, really... Uh, talented bodies uh, on the transfer, the transfer portal on defense as well. My only problem, I I think I like the season, the the win total over seven and a half a a little bit more because Alabama, LSU and Georgia, I mean, they're going to win one of those games. I I would, I would bet on that for sure. I just don't know if they can win two or three. So can, if they have two sec losses, what does that look like? So as much as I really like that team, I think on a week to week basis and maybe a season win total might be better than, um, you know, winning the division.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. They have, like you said, a lot of guys coming over transfer portal-wise. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how this team goes moving forward, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We always know, like you said, the offense is going to be potent, and we know Kiffin's mind is always working as far as putting in new wrinkles as far as on the offensive side of the ball. So if they can get some help from the defense to slow teams down, again, they're that good offensively that that's what you need. You need to slow teams down, but there's not a ton of great talent on the defense so guys are going to have to step up big time let's go to Mississippi State because this is where it could be tough the passing of Mike Leach we know there's probably going to be a mulligan in the first full year there for Zach Arnett who took over as an interim coach last year but this Bulldogs team to me I know they have Will Rogers back at quarterback Jaquavius Mark's not a bad running back but at the end of the day there are a lot of holes there on the boys from Starkville
5: yeah, there's no doubt. Um, I, I mean, they still do have quite. a I many. you have Will Rogers, and they're going to be more balanced on offense. So, I mean, that's that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I think they get their top two or top three tacklers are back. So, I mean, they're not without talent. They've got a pretty. They've got a couple of. It's uh, got a pretty soft non-conference schedule too. But I think this is. I think if they made a bowl game, I think that would be an accomplishment. And it's no offense to the program, but I just think it's uh, like you said. I think that it's setting up for a tough, a tough first full year under Zachernat.
1: No doubt about it. And that leaves us our final team alphabetically. And that, of course, Texas A&M and, you know, Jimbo Fisher under pressure to win more games. He's won some big games, including against Bama two years ago in College Station and darn near beat him in Tuscaloosa last year, ending the game on the uh, three, four yard line. Uh, Coming up a little bit short there. Easy cover as far as the spread goes. But there's a lot to like about this team. And if Connor Wegman, the quarterback that I believe will beat out Max Johnson, the LSU transfer, if he can just hold on to the football and make sure they don't have a bunch of turnovers, there's a lot of talent. Let's remember, they had one of the top recruiting classes last year. A lot of those kids are sophomores now, and they're ready to roll. I really think this is a dark horse team as well. We'll find out what they're made of, as we said, when they host Auburn on September the 23rd. And then that neutral field game there at Jerry Jones House there in Fort Worth against Arkansas before they get Bama at home again on October the 7th. And I just have a feeling that the Aggies are going to get up for that game and they're going to beat Alabama again. Talk to me, where are you with Texas A&M?
5: Yeah, I really want to really like these guys. And there's there's obviously lots of reasons to like them. I just can't get past the fact that, I mean, yeah, they have so much talent. Like when you think of just like, you know, four and five star guys on defense, but they, I mean, I mean, what was the excuse last year? They gave up over 200 yards rushing per game. They had 19 sacks. That's nothing. And are they going to let Bobby Petrino have more influence on the offense? So it's just, I really want to like them, Ken, but I just feel like something's missing and I just can't put my finger on it. It, I just feel like they shouldn't be better than they are. And I just think they may disappoint us again.
1: Yeah, and there's no doubt. The defense has to come up big. McKinley Jackson uh, has got to get pressure on the quarterback. He'll lead that defensive line. We know that Cooper is an outstanding linebacker. Uh, Bryce Anderson, another good linebacker as well. So the linebacking core are really going to be the strength of this defense. Damani Richardson, outstanding safety as well. He'll anchor the secondary. So, you know, the defense has to slow down teams, and they really do, and they're going to have to take advantage of Wegman, uh, who's got a lot of talent quarterback-wise, and they've got playmakers on uh on the offense to you know make a difference and the offensive line's got some depth and you know you have the one lead uh one uh, senior there at right guard, but otherwise a uh, lo- a young team as far as on the defense on the offensive side of the ball on the uh, on the line left tackle left guard a couple sophomores starting there for Jimbo Fisher, but it'll be interesting to see how they go. But I'm going to call the upset just because it's one of my favorite environments in the world, and that is College Station. They beat Alabama a couple years ago on October 7th. I'm telling you right now, A&M will get it done again. Hopefully, they're able to get that home win against Auburn and uh, win that neutral game against Arkansas, they do that. They can be heading to Knoxville, sitting at 6-0. Chris Wierenski, let everybody know how they can find you and how they can get all your plays for the year. I know you're still doing some work, but you do an outstanding job year in, year out, and I know you're going to be a regular on SportsX Radio with the new time slot throughout the season.
5: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Ken. Thanks a lot uh, for having me on again. And uh, Yeah, you can you can, uh, you can uh, check out megalox.co um every, everything starts uh you get season previews futures and props season win totals uh recommendations for big bets uh small bets uh money line underdogs every week and there's a box score review of every game played every week so it's kind of a it's a one-stop shop one-stop shop for lots of content and uh, and uh picks that'll set you up for all kinds of things so yep i'm uh i'm really excited for the season to start ken and uh, the, the fun is just beginning
1: Chris Warinski, you're so creative on your site and all the different angles you take on college football. I know it's a passion. I know your wife deals with you, as mine does as well, but we uh, love uh, our college yeah. football. There's no question. We will be checking in with you throughout the season. Chris, thanks for stopping by on a Friday football fiasco, my man.
5: Thanks a lot. Take care.
1: There you go. Chris Warinsky. take our final break of the evening on this Friday football fiasco. Get you caught up on everything going on. Do not forget that we do have Little League baseball tomorrow. That's right. The kids from Henderson, they're out of the loser's bracket. They've got to keep winning. They can't lose any more games. But I think they're going to take care of business. That game will start 6 p.m., I believe, Pacific time. It may actually be 3 p.m. i got to check that that line again, Uh, and maybe Mark can find out. I'm not sure if it's a 6 p.m. Pacific time start or 3 p.m. Pacific time start. It may be 3 p.m. Pacific time because I think it may be 6 back there in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. But SportsX Radio, rocking and rolling. Stay dry. Stay inside. If you're here visiting at one of the casinos, enjoy yourself and bet with your head not over it. And, again, remember, no drinking and driving no matter how. The weather is out there on our Vegas streets in the valley. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FMK. Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. Miss any part of the show, the rewind feature goes up right after the show. And then, of course, we'll have the archives pinned at SportsX Radio at Ken Thompson 87. Take a break. Live from Vegas, live PSBR Law Studios. It is SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson and producer Mark Hoke. Coming back to wrap things up.
0: Something magic happens every time you go. You make the magic happen The magic of Orioles Baseball When the game is close And the yokes are hot There's a thundering roar from 34 To give it all they've got And you never know Who's gonna hear the call Every game has a different star. That's the magic.
1: Final bumper music there on a Friday football fiasco. We turn to baseball, and the Orioles get that big win tonight and uh, go back to 28 games over 575 and 47. Looks like the Rays will stay pace. They went to the 10th and put up a three-spot. Angels now coming up with that man on second as they start the bottom of the 10th, but they'll need to tally three times just to keep things going, four to win. Keep an eye on that. The only other game rolling right now, Miami bottom, or actually it's the top of the ninth, against the Dodgers, up 11-3, to three, and they're about to short-circuit the Dodgers' 11-game winning streak. But those are uh, two of the hotter teams in Major League Baseball, Baltimore, and, of course, the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, let me go back to that Richard Badge Findlay Finley Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, I believe that is it. Everything else is final. I, I think we got you pretty much all the scores earlier. Gave you the two in the NFL as far as the preseason. Giants 21 19 over Carolina. Panthers do cover the uh, plus three. And Bengals and Falcons ended up in a 13 13 tie. Uh, San Diego ended up winning that 0 0 game with Arizona. They shut out Arizona 4 0, the final uh, from Petco. So that's the one we did not give you. And everything else was final. Yes, yeah, so we gave you all the other scores earlier. Uh, this evening, WNBA, the two games that finished up New York, beat Phoenix by 22-85-63. Game stayed under the total. And Minnesota on the road, minus one. They win in Seattle, 78-70. That game also staying under the total. Uh, plenty of preseason football tomorrow. Jags and Lions. Jags minus minus three and a half thirty nine and a half Dolphins and Texans. Texans minus 2, 39 and a half. Bills at Pittsburgh. Uh, it's Buffalo minus one total forty two Bears at Colts Colts minus four and a half thirty eight Richardson will start that game uh, for Indy Buccaneers and the Jets Jets minus three and a half thirty seven Patriots at Packers Packers minus two and a half thirty seven Titans at Vikings Titans minus two and a half in Minnesota thirty six and a half your total Chiefs at the Cardinals Chiefs minus seven and a half forty your total Broncos and Niners uh, from Santa Clara and that'll be Broncos minus four and a half thirty nine and a half Raiders and Rams. Raiders minus three and a half total forty at SoFi Cowboys and Seahawks Seahawks minus seven forty and a half. There are your NFL games tomorrow. Major League Baseball. Let's jump to some of the games. We're not going to get to all of them. Uh, let's see. Merrill Kelly and you Darvish. Pretty good pitching matchup there. San Diego minus one forty total eight and a half. San Fran and Atlanta. that's a Logan Webb for the Giants against Chirinos for Atlanta. Chirinos minus one sixteen nine year total. May look at the Giants although they're not hitting as of. Uh, As of late, let's see, Garrett Cole will go for the Yankees, but this team really struggling right now. He's minus 160 against Crawford and Boston. Red Sox beat him tonight. Cole Irvin will go for Baltimore. Oakland hasn't decided. I don't think it makes much difference. I do see a line out there with Baltimore minus 179-year total. Uh, Tampa with Eflin against Silseth for the Angels, and Eflin minus minus 115 eight and a half year total. Milwaukee and Texas. Texas will look to get back. At the Brewers after they lost that 9-8 game in Arlington tonight, it's Freddie Peralta going for Milwaukee. Dunning for Texas. Dunning minus 144. Eight-year total. And Bassett for Toronto. And Williamson there for Cincinnati. It is Bassett minus 140 in that game. And those are just some of the games tomorrow. And then don't forget WNBA. It is uh, Los Angeles. The Sparks in Vegas to play the Aces. Aces minus 17 big ones, 169 and a half. That'll do it for us on a Friday football fiasco. Thanks to Chris Warinski, Chuck Hayes, Arthur De Caesar, my producer, Mark Hoke, and you, the listeners. Till Monday, you know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas SportsX Radio, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. Use the rewind feature or the archives will be up pinned at SportsX Radio at Ken Thompson 87 in about five minutes. God bless. Have a great weekend, folks. Stay dry. Good night, everybody.